Today's show is brought to you by the Human Resource Executive Magazine's HR Technology Conference and Exposition, held October 1st to 4th at the Venetian in Las Vegas. Join me and thousands of your colleagues at the world's largest exhibition of HR technology. Act now using the code HREX and you can receive a $300 discount on your ticket. Thanks. We'll see you there. And by the way, don't miss the Women in Technology segment. Good morning and welcome to HR Tech Weekly, One Step Closer with Stacy Harris and John Sumser. And Stacy is in Hawaii. So, 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 so get out your ukulele and sing us a song, Stacy. <laughs> Oh, I don't think you do not want me singing your song. <laughs> Definitely not on the ukulele, but I am in Hawaii. I'm visiting my son who is located over here uh, on the uh, main island of Oahu and um, and in the area of Honolulu. And it is five in the morning, so there's no sunshine, and I'm not seeing any beautiful ocean views from where I'm at. But um, I hopefully will by, um, you know, four or five hours from now. So that is my goal. But it is um, been a, I was able to fly in yesterday and got a chance to, to see him, and I haven't seen him for almost a year now. So those are one of the, you know, we travel a lot, John, but there's a few perks, and some of them is getting to see some family on our way while we're traveling. So, um, And you, are you home this week? Or oh, are you I, I, I'm, too? I'm home. You know, you know last week we, yeah. we sent the um, report off to publishing, and I've been editing the the pieces as they come back and I'm preparing. I did, I did a great webinar on introduction to AI yesterday for LRP. That should be pretty easy to find out there. Um, and I'm getting ready for these talks next week and or week after next um, and having a great time. Yeah. Well, I, I, I got my stuff all off to publishing last week as well, so I had a little bit of breathing room while all of it was getting laid out, um, and I will have a good flight home on Sunday night to go through all of my edits and changes and everything, so I agree there's definitely got to be time baked in for that, but I think a little downtime right before we get into the craziness of HR tech is, is, is a necessary um, an important step to pull all the things that we've learned in this, this uh, year's research together. So that's, that's my approach to it this year. So, Well, I think that's right. I think that's right. I am, I am, hmm. it, it's, it's really, it, it'd be interesting to try to think about how to describe what we learn as we go through this sort of annual cycle, you and I, because, 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 for me, my understanding just gets deeper and deeper um, um, with every bit of research that I do, and I assume the same thing is is true for you. I I believe that's why you're in the process of writing the basic intro text for HR Tech now. It it is. I'm I'm I am working on a on a book that will that will sort of cover sort of the primer of the HR technology environment and. Um, and it is part of what I've learned year over year with the, you know, not only this survey and the work we do here at Sierra Cedar, but also all the conversations me and you have on the radio show and all the conversations I have at all the various vendor events. You know, this week, you know, in the last two weeks, you and I have been at ADP. Um, I was at Oracle and uh, we know some stuff factors going on this week. There's, 
the thing about, I think, this industry that, that continues to fascinate me, and I had an opportunity this week to actually talk to a marketing analyst and a finance analyst who we were at an event together who had very different takes on what their roles were and the and their sort of their roles were to sort of take an information and just sort of report out the things people should be thinking about. And I said, what we find in the HR space is that, that we do that. We take an information and report out on what they should be thinking about. But oftentimes we're also trying to figure out where you know, how people are fitting all these pieces together. It, it, it seems to be much more clear in, in both of those other industries that how all this fits together, it's just a matter of how you use it that they're trying to figure out sort of a better conversation around. I think in the HR space, the big issue is what even belongs in this industry and how does it fit together? It's, it's a much more, um, it's a much less or much messier HR technology or technology environment overall. So it's probably a long way of saying that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you, you know, for for my money, you start with with the um, fact that HR is never HR, right? HR is always a reflection of the business that the company is in, and so so in places where there's plant danger and and real safety issues, HR often has a doctor on its staff and runs plant safety and healthcare programs. And, and where it doesn't, it doesn't do that. It does other things. Um, and, and so you get different feels. You, you have to have a more conservative HR approach when physical safety is the fundamental question than you do when innovation is the fundamental question. And I think you, you, you put your, you know, that it, as always, you mirrored in, I think, what is the most important thing. It is very business-focused, which makes it um, a much less standardized sort of piece of what would be generally considered support functions in an organization, right? Um, and that actually gets us to, I think, some of our conversation today, because that was a lot of the conversation while we were at the ADP event, and the, um, they did their annual analyst update um, event in New York. They have a couple of them every year, but the one in New York is, is always focused on, I think, some of the most innovative things they're doing. And a big part of their focus this year was they're trying to make an HR system, I think, you know, whether or not they'll succeed will yet to be seen, but that I think is the closest that has come yet to focusing on this idea of um, HR as a business conversation, not HR as a HR processes conversation, right? Right, right. There's the there's this idea. I think I think that the um, the the thing that that's hardest to get right about how things work in the industry is there's this idea that every company must have a single clear compelling message at all times, and that um, every HR uh, environment should be the same. Right, and 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 so that's to me that's the sort of operating theory that you run into. And the reality is, the bigger that you get, and the more successful that you are, the more complicated you become. And so, having a single message when you have, you know, more than ten billion dollars in sales and uh, more than ten thousand employees. The idea that you can have a singular message is nonsense, 
<laughs> and because because you do so many things for so many different people in so many different contexts that that reducing it to that single message is 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 where the mistake gets made and so i think we i think we see that around us um and and this time of year you and i spend our time with big companies we we do we spend our time with big companies but i think we also spend our time with a lot of data that's telling us that not everybody's in the same place right it it's it's one of the reasons i think why when you look at any other support area most of them are, are can generally support their technology with a, a series of admins who are just technology admins, right? HR is one of the only support functions that has developed or, you know, out of it has grown an HR technologist role. So a role that sits in HR that is specifically has a title focused on technology um, support and maintenance and implementation none of the other functions have done that to this point because I don't think they, they have the need as much, right? And so um, we are unique in that sense that, you know, there's the complexity, the, the connection to the business, the operations element, all of that leads itself, I think, to, to a much um, deeper, you know, set of HR technology environments than most other sort of support functions require. So, yeah, and it gives good conversation, whether you're a big company or a little company, right? Yeah, I, I think I think it's um, um, going to get even more complex. You know, between between AI and the rest of the magic that you can do with company data, um, that HR tech person um, is going to have a um, I don't know if it's a boss or a collaborator or a direct report, but there's going to be somebody at the heart of the HR department when you're over a certain scale whose job is to manicure and harvest the data about the workforce that, that uh, HR sits on. And that's that's an extraordinarily different thing from making sure that the payroll system works right. I would agree. I would agree. And I don't think companies are really ready for this. I mean, um, GDPR required a chief data role, someone who was responsible for the ownership of data that sat outside of any individual function. And I don't know if that's the same person you're talking about, but it, it just having someone who owns the data about not only your customers, but also your employees and what can and can't be done with that um, is still such a new idea for most organizations. And most of them, I, you know, I was looking at some, someone had put out a, a list and said, you know, a lot of them are sort of giving it to the IT department as a role. Um, and that's definitely, I don't think, not the right answer, right? But especially based off of what you're talking about. Um, and it doesn't feel like it fits in finance. Um, and HR is probably the space where you'll see a lot of it go over time, right? Well, and the and the and the questions are all organizational questions, really. The 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 things that you can see about the health of the overall organization from the data that work processes and the people inside of those work processes generate is is astonishing and it is a whole systems 
kind of question rather than the transactional stuff that operations needs to pay attention to. Right. And so, so I think, I think, I think this, this can't be anywhere other than HR. Um, um, And it's going to be, it's going to make a huge difference in what the field is. This will transform HR in a way that all of the talk over the last decade didn't come close to doing. No, when, when we talked about talent management or when we talked about um, experience or when we talked about the conversations that, that came out about, you know, the, the business partner roles, right. In HR, all of that was about sort of fixing a perception or a, you know, a, a role that HR held. This is, this is, this transformation will be about uh, reassessing the, the actual sort of, goal of HR inside your function, I think, which will be very different. Yeah. I think, I think the thing that I learned this year in all of the research, the one thing that really sticks out is you can't have a proactive HR department without a strategic workforce plan. You simply can't. It's just reacting to whatever happens until you have a clear direction of where to go. And so, so strategic workforce planning, um, it's a complicated subject, but 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 the um, the essence of trying to figure out what the best strategy is to take your workforce into the future, I think that starts to become the primary question in HR fairly quickly. Well, the news we've got this week actually fits very well into the conversation you're having there about the workforce planning. I mean, we, we're going to be talking a little bit. Um, both you and I attended the ADP event, but I also attended the Oracle Open World event. And I think, you know, we've got some interesting stuff going on with this. I, I think what you're talking about, the, the companies who do workforce planning versus those who don't, is almost a tug of war between those who, as you said, see HR strategically and are doing it strategically versus those who don't, um, we have also a couple stories this week about, I think, companies that fall in that ladder space as well. So there was a scandal out in New York of a, a smaller payroll company, but is there really any small payroll company when it's covering someone's checks? My payroll HR that had gone belly up and it seems the owners had taken money that was supposed to be paid out in payroll, the float money that you go through a payroll process with and had took off with it. So there's another company called Daily Pay that is, I guess, you know, providing some uh, relief for that, or at least providing some ability to access early funds until that money can be recouped and brought back into people's accounts and everything. Um, That's a a conversation about, you know, strategic HR. Did you have the right technology to support the workforce that you have? Um, And did you do your financial sort of background checks on some of those companies, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We also have um, Ceridian HCM, um, once again in the news, announcing that they have hired Bill Crawford as the chief value officer for the organization, which I'm assuming is a sales position. I I always love the titles they give people. But um, Bill Crawford uh, spent 21 years with ADP as their senior VP of sales, so it's probably an interesting conversation. Um, We have a couple of updates, updates from the uh, events that all of us are, will be attending over the next couple of uh, months. Uh, one is from Unleash, Unleash hiring um, George Lurick, who's a good friend of all of ours, uh, to run the America event as a director. 
Um, we also have released uh, this week of the awesome new technologies list at the uh, LRP HR technology conference that you and I will be at. We'll be um, launching both of our new research efforts at. So there's probably some interesting conversation there because there's some names on this awesome new college technologies list that we just talked about, ADP, Alio, iSIMS, Capacity, Paychex, KCOM, and Thompson's Online Benefits. Um, then we have some funding that came about this week. Beekeeper, um, which is Switzerland-based, um, but they have U.S. offices. Um, communication uh, platform um, raised 45 million Series B for their non-desk workers communications collaboration tool. Um, App Learn, that many people might know, that supports um, it's an adoption technology or a technology that supports sort of the walkthrough of um, learning and accessing your your various technology environments. Received um, 25 million dollars uh, this. Uh, week um, for an investment, and I'm not going to say this correctly, but Zerpia Lands, S-E-R-P-A, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, uh, raised $12.9 million to expand their HR technology um, environment, uh, their company out of Brazil, which I think we haven't talked a lot about companies in the South America market. Um, and if we have time, the, the stuff goes on this morning, we have um, the 65 companies that were recognized by the Candidate Experience uh, and Excellence um, have been announced, uh, run by um, the group that is the Candidate Experience or Candies Awards Program. And we also have some interesting conversation on big releases this week, getting ready for the HR Tech event, including HireSolve, um, basically launching their new release of a powerful recruiting automation software and some interesting things being done by Indeed launching something called Scene. So a lot of recruiting space. All the things you were talking about, just think about that. I just talked about payroll, core HRMS, collaboration technologies, recruiting technologies, all in the last two seconds. And that's just half of the news articles that came out this week. It's crazy to kind of keep it all connected, right? Well, and, and you know, this time of year, it rains news like, like, Portland, Oregon, or California in the heart of or Northern California in the heart of rainy season. It just doesn't stop. Um, and, um, you know, there are, there are 450 or 500 vendors at the HR tech conference and their years also peak right now. So they are, they are coming out with their new ideas and their new ways of talking about their old ideas. Um, and, you get this flood of news. Um, so let's and pick. And if you're an HR professional, how do you decide where to go, right? So, yes, yeah, well, let's, convers- let's pick a couple of these to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so which one do you want to hit first? We're going to get a couple. Well, I would be interested in your perspective. I think some of the um, conversation about what's happening in recruiting goes to the heart of your conversation about workforce. Um, strategies and having a workforce plan. This new sort of automation from hiring solved, um, that to me seems like an interesting, you know, another recruiting organization supposedly automating the recruiting process at the same time that we're seeing companies like Indeed, which is a recruiting job board, launching what they're calling Seen by Indeed, which seems to be a, a skills evaluation capability 
at the same time that LinkedIn is also launching a skills assessment and test. Is recruiting turning into just a matching function? Is that what everybody's trying to do? Just, I mean, there's always been the sort of get the people through the funnel, assess them, figure out if they're the right fit, but it seems like matching is the conversation that's coming up over and over again in all of these new fundings and new releases. Is that the, this year's biggest conversation, do you think? Hmm. You, you know, you know, in in recruiting, seventy percent of the venture capital investment in AI in HR tech has gone into recruiting, and so so there is all sorts of interesting stuff going on that that is automation related. The idea that you can have a better matching capability is is one of the big questions. Um, and, and so the theory is that you can get through the sourcing process with a short list um, of uh, better quality people than you used to be able to get. And, and folks are spending a lot of time and money trying to make sense out of what actually is good search and match criteria. And the problem is that neither job descriptions nor resumes are factual documents. <laughs> right? They're both marketing documents. Yes. And, and, They're exactly. <laughs> right. And, and so, so the idea that you can compare um, the marketing document for a person and the marketing document for a job and get a match is Mm. Interesting. It, it, it's interesting. I'm not sure that we have data yet about how it works, and I'm not sure how you'd get you, that data. So the other thing, and then is is to on top of the resume add more assessment capabilities, which is why I think we're hearing so much about assessments, so that you can get beyond the marketing tools, which is which is what the resume is, right? Um, but I'm not sure that works either. But it, it's it's a it's a next level. It's, it's definitely trying to get at it from a different angle, right? Well, you you know, part of the research that we did this year was that was this joint project with an enterprise customer, and they they built a team who talked to 45 different personality assessment companies, and their conclusion their conclusion after demoing all those products and talking to all those people was that. There's no correlation between personality and job, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and that 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 while the owners and operators of those companies do a great job talking about what they're doing, the salespeople generally don't understand what they're selling. Um, and so, so so the the market reality of whether or not these additional things make um, recruiting better or worse is is a, I think it's a complicated mosaic of of hundreds of different kinds of vendors offering different kinds of things and I don't know how you cut through the noise. I just don't not yet. Well, and that I think is is one of the things that we're hearing from the buying community is that you know they're all trying these different approaches and and they're trying to see which of them work for them and and I think it gets back then again to for maybe each type of business organization, there is a different approach that works for them better, right? Maybe not 
um, uh, correlated across multiple levels of different types of organizations and different industries. There are some that might work better than others in your culture. There are some that might work better than others in your industry. Um, but I think that was definitely the message I heard this week from the two big events that we went to, which was ADP's event and Oracle's event. ADP particularly, you know, I think for anybody who has been watching what they're doing, the big announcement from them at the analyst event, and I don't know that it was an announcement. I think people have known it's been going on, but I think they're, they're finally ready to start showing it, is what they're calling their next generation HCM, um, HRMS or H, uh, applica HR application, which is feels to me more like a, a framework that's built on teams and team management um, uh, with a bunch of apps they've sort of slotted in that are focused on very operational things for a company. Um, but to your point, I think their perspective is that everybody will pick the kind of apps they want inside those applications based off of what they need and that there is too many for them to be able to tell you what's the best app for your individual organization, right? Um, and very much they're feeling that this enterprise HRMS will be a competitor to what is out there today in the enterprise HRMS space and the areas such as Workday and Oracle and SAP and the Ultimates and Ceridians and all the others that sort of fall into those buckets. Did I explain that well, or do you think there's a better way to explain that, John? Is, is, is that well, what you saw well, as well? So, so the interesting thing is ADP, ADP is so big um, – 800,000 customers, what, what they see is the same thing that you and I have been talking about today in the show, which is that um, HR isn't the same from place to place. HR is a different thing in each different place. And so the kind of tool that you have to build if you're going to build a single tool to serve all of HR has to be incredibly tailorable. And what I liked, what was really interesting about what they did is they said, they said, you know what, we have the org chart information and we know lots of stuff about everybody at the ground floor of the organization. The way that the organization actually works isn't the org chart. It is some ad hoc series of teams that are deployed over time. And what you should be able to do with your HR system is rapidly change the teams that you manage and, and be able to look at, measure, monitor, understand those teams as they actually are, not as they appear in the org chart. Because the org chart is a slow-moving thing, and the company's capacity to adapt to the marketplace is a fast-moving thing. Um, um, and so so they offer this view of, of HR, and they offer this very... Um, I think strong belief that their customers are capable of understanding what they want and navigating to get it that that maybe isn't shared everywhere. Well, I think I think and I think they take this view all the way down to consumers to the employees as well. I mean, one of the things that they are that they talk a lot about, which probably hit me the most, is the wisely work that they're doing. So they have a Wisely app, which kind of wraps together what used to be their sort of um, card business, you know, so when you get payroll checks that go right to a payroll card, right, so if you're an unbanked individual, um, and some of their financial education components that they had purchased and a couple other things, they've wrapped them all under the Wisely brand as a companion application 
which is basically for unbanked individuals, a way to have a electronic banking environment. Um, and instead of, of focusing on the businesses as this being a tool for them and floating the, the, the financial, you know, funds for payroll through sort of the model that we see in payroll these days, they're using wisely as a tool for the end users to manage their money better, right? To be educated on how to manage their money and to have their own bank account if they have no other way to get a bank account in the environment that they're in. And that, again, I think that it's the same model you're talking about, but they're taking it all the way down to the employee as well, right? Give you options, give you education, and let you sort of have the tools you need to do it if you want it, right? Right. Yep, it's a it's a complicated world, and and it would be nice if it would be nice if it was always easy to simplify the complexity. It'd be really nice. Well, I think that's the message I got from Oracle. So so the the I went to ADP one you know on Thursday and Friday, hopped on a flight the next Monday, and end up at the Oracle Open World environment. Their take on all this, and the word that came out of their event was autonomous, autonomous, autonomous. Mm-hmm. The big focus was that Oracle is creating tools and hardware and software, things that will automate based off of what they have seen most people do over and over again with their servers and their technology, um, as well as their HR environments. They're going to automate as much as possible to reduce human error. Um, and that, I think, is a different story. I think it's the other side of the picture that we've been talking about, right, which is right. – Right, right. Oracle believes together. This is automated. Oracle believes at the core of its existence. Oracle believes that there is a single way to do HR. (laughs) You know, and so and so so they they get all of the instead of instead of what what um, ADP does, which is kind of a distributed approach to technology. Oracle does this constant consolidation of technology to get to a central story. Isn't that about right? Well, it's a constant consolidation with a lot of configuration. So they rolled out, um, I think, some very interesting tool sets that allow you to do very configurable environments, um, very sort of editable workflows, things that go beyond what I've seen with some, some other technology environments in this space. Um, but it is, yes, the idea is that if you use the Oracle world, you can automate more of this than you've ever done before. And by automating it, there is a standard way to do HR then, right? And it, it, even if you've got sort of configurations that are different, the idea is that you want all your data and you want your access to your data and you want your tools to all speak the same language so that once you get to a point where you're ready to automate, it can do it, right? It is this belief that there is a, that, that we can automate inside of a company. Now, whether they think every company is the same or they're creating enough flexibility that you will learn what your company needs and then you can automate with your company, I think that's probably a little up in the air still. So. Oh, we could, we could spend some serious time on this. Uh, you know, the, the, know the, <laughs> the ADP Oracle compare and contrast is a pretty interesting, um, a pretty interesting topic because they actually actually seem to have actually different views of what the business is, who the customers are, and how you approach it. And um, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that before, but that's that's a it's a really good comparison. And 
and more than people probably think, they have some overlapping client bases, right? A lot of organizations who are doing global payroll with ADP are also using Oracle products in other areas, right? So there is, well, people would think they're two separate client bases on, on general, um, but, you know, although ADP isn't seen very often as just the SMB, and that is the, you know, the bulk 600,000 plus organizations on their sort of 100 and below employee size product, but the remainder of their organizations are definitely in that enterprise space, and that's a lot of the space for Oracle plays as well. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to we'll have to dwell on that a little bit more someplace out in the future. So, so next week is the week before the torrential downpour of news on everybody at HR Tech. Um, um, it'll be an interesting conversation. I think this was a good one. Thanks for taking the time to do it, Stacy, and enjoy Hawaii. I will very much so. Thank you. And uh, hopefully you will get a little bit of rest before the the craziness starts. And we should yeah, start so. We will be doing we'll be doing a special HR Tech um, uh, HR Tech weekly show at the HR Tech event on Friday after everything wraps up. So that's probably something for people to to keep on their calendars as well. So that's right. Cool. Okay. Thanks for doing this, Stacy. Another great conversation. And thanks for everybody for tuning in. Um, you've been listening to HR Tech Weekly, One Step Closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumser. See you next time. Bye, everyone.